Bengals fans are amazing. They're resilient, they're tough, but they're fun. And I'm I'm really excited to hopefully meet a lot a lot more of you. Isaac has the big game. Then we became a real balanced offense for the playoff run, which I thought was really important. He put on the greatest route running exhibition I have ever seen in my life. He was he was football twenty four seven, and that was the greatest part of of Chad. Times at times the early part, I would tell him when we were throwing deep passes, I said, "Don't wait too long." You know, because I'm going to get away. If you ain't going to have the arm to get there. So, you know, I want to run to the ball, you know. Well, Duke, it looks like Duke's in the waiting room. I don't want to keep Duke waiting. He gave us a very limited amount of time. I know he's a busy, busy man. Duke, what's going on, big dog? How you doing, buddy? Jim, how are you, man? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, hey. I'm real busy. I'm sitting on my porch. Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> I'll have a little drink going on there. You know, Joe Burrow has played in big games his entire life. And I would think he will be a steady hand at the at the, at the bow of the ship. And uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they take him all the way to the Super Bowl. I really wouldn't. Do it. Good day, everybody. Welcome to another edition of uh, Talking Football with Bengal Gyms. And what an exciting time uh, to be a Cincinnati Bengals fan, everybody. Just a great, great time. we got a lot of stuff to get into tonight. Talk about the Bills game, the experience we all had in Buffalo. We're going to talk about the Chiefs game. We're going to talk about our charity stuff. we got all, all kinds of stuff to get into here uh, today. But, uh, Tom, we're missing a few guys. What's going on here? Uh, last we heard, Jamie was detained at the border. There was an incident. <laughs> Uh, evidently late Sunday night after the game. I know he had dinner with you guys, uh, just so our viewers know. Everybody on the screen, James and Jamie, were all up in Buffalo. I was uh, demoted, and I had to stay here to guard the studio and guard all our equipment, which was fine. You know, I, I in my man cave, I, I watched the game, but I digress. But uh, after the game, Jamie went out to dinner with everybody and then uh, went back, found a Buffalo pub, near his hotel some other Bengal fans they they stayed open very late evidently there was some um, problems involving a statue of a life-size buffalo that there were some pictures taken of and uh, when he tried to sneak across the border the next day back home Canada, they were waiting so um, James has a lot of connections in western New York I think he's retained some some pretty good counsel I think he's up there trying to arrange bail and uh, we're hoping Jamie is out, uh, certainly in time to watch the game Sunday. Uh, too good, too good, too good. Um, good stuff, Tom. That was off the cuff. That was pretty solid, buddy. All right. So, hey, guys, uh, before we get into some of the Bills discussion, we got a lot of things to get into tonight. Guys, first of all, we thank you so much for, for tuning in. we got a lot of folks in the, in, the, in the room already. Pop-up questions about the Bills. Anything you want to comment on about the Bills game, we'll get to those in a second. We're going to hit the Bills game first. But talk uh, anything you want to type in there uh, about uh, the Buffalo game or your experience in Buffalo or wherever you were watching the game from. Type them in. We want to get to a lot of those those comments and questions. Uh, but before we do, we got to get to on this date in football history, Tom, January twenty fourth, nineteen eighty two, uh, a very special uh, time in Cincinnati football history. Uh, what happened? 
uh, to date, uh, the greatest day in Bengal history when the Bengals took the field for Super Bowl 16, uh, which, which followed uh, an arduous, painstaking first 30 minutes of that game and then a fantastic comeback that just just came a little bit short. The clock, uh, as Phil Samp was quoted that year, as saying the Bengals never ran out of heart. They did run out of time. So, uh, yeah, the Bengals lose Super Bowl 16, but – what a ride to get there. What an incredible ride. And then what that team did for not just Bengal fans, but Cincinnati sports. Um, it still might be the, the greatest Bengals team of all time. You know, I don't know, though, uh, last year and, and this year, I think is going to give them everything they want. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that today is the best Bengals team in Cincinnati football history, hoping to get surpassed by this year's team. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even I remember when as a little kid, I remember uh, they had a big event as the team got back into town on Fountain Square, there was tens and thousands of people flooding downtown. Forrest Gregg addresses the city, just a very special moment in the freezing cold. Uh, just unbelievable time in, in Cincinnati football history there. So the very first uh, year the Bengals went with the stripes helmets and the very first year the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. So um, again, we have not been able to stump, stump Tom in the last three years on our on date on this date in football history. So uh, we'll get him eventually here. All right, let's get to uh, – let's talk about the Bills game, guys. Uh, whatever you want to comment, whatever you want to put in, I want to get to it. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't work real hard. It's been so busy. We've been out of town doing stuff. I didn't really push for a guest. I figured, man, let's come in here and just riff us together, us on the screen, and you uh, watching right now. Type in anything you want. I want to make this as interactive as we possibly can. Uh, and I'll, I I am trying to produce best I can tonight, so just bear with me, and I want to get to a lot of your comments. I'm seeing some funny stuff in the comments already that I'm going to share here in a minute, but – Let's start off how the weekend uh, started out here for us in Buffalo. We had an event Saturday night. Pre-sold 450 tickets for an event at Resurgence Brewery. And, guys, it sold out in about two and a half hours. Almost 500 tickets sold out. We had another four or 500, three to five, 400 downstairs in the first floor. It got so crazy. Bengal fans were going to other bars and restaurants in the area. All the local news media was there. Uh, just an outstanding time. I know Mark got in there a little later because he had just gotten in town. But, Tony, good time that night for sure. Yeah, it was. It was great to see how Houday Nation uh, came out and represented. And and all the black and orange we saw there was amazing. And uh, the funny thing is we were able to get, you know, watch the, the game as well. So uh, when we had a good play from Jacksonville, um, watching them play the Kansas City, you could hear the roar from downstairs and then you can hear the applause from upstairs. It was phenomenal. It was a great representation. Yeah, it really was. It really was. So thanks, everybody, for participating that night. We're going to talk about Saturday night in Kansas City this week, which which might rival the Super Bowl party uh, Saturday night before uh, the Super Bowl last year. So we got some news. We'll talk about that in here in a second. Uh, let's talk about the tailgate slightly here, man. Um, us and the Bengal trailer combined, we probably we don't know what the crowd was, but we're thinking approximately, man, we're thinking approximately about 3,000 people at the tailgate. Just want to let you know the comments uh, that we got from Bills fans. Uh, I heard this. I'm not exaggerating dozens of times. Hey, I cannot believe there are this many Bengal fans here. We've never seen this many fans in our stadium. We usually do this to other stadiums. I am so freaking proud of Houday Nation, guys. I can't begin to tell you. Uh, I got some videos here. I want to pop up here in a minute from the game. But the tailgate was awesome. Everybody was great, behaved. They cleaned up after themselves, the garbage and everything. Uh, so I, I just want to thank everybody for participating in that. Everybody had a really good time. Uh, we did a special ceremony for uh, DeMar Hamlin. We got uh, Captain Bills, which is a uh, Buffalo, Buffalo super fan, came over. And we surprised him with a 
Sean Volker art work of Damar Hamlin. And it was just an awesome time. Gold Star donated a thousand chilies for us and everything. So it was just an awesome time. But let's get to the game because that's what we want to talk about, guys. Uh, Tom, I'm going to throw it to you, brother. There's all kinds of uh, uh, all kinds of things we can we can hit on here. But go ahead and start there because there's all kinds of fun stuff to talk about for that. The Bills Nation, as much as we appreciate them and the friendship uh, we built with them, got out coached on offense. They got out coached on defense. They got out quarterbacked, and they just got out hustled. They looked like uh, they didn't look like Bills. They looked like deer in headlights. Uh, the Bengals came out ready, firing on all cylinders. It was the best played postseason game in Bengals history, and the best played regular season game or you know game period i think played in Bengals history with with so much on the line um you know but the next step is is you know they very quickly adjusted to the next step they enjoyed it going off the field they enjoyed it on the flight back but uh they're ready to get after kansas city yeah i i throw it out to mark and and i think this is a great comment here i i think this is the First time this year they've played a complete game from opening kickoff to the end, and it was all three phases of that game. But it was a complete game, start to finish. It wasn't a great first half, awful second half. Uh, uh, Tony, well, you, Tony, Mark's thoughts on that? Go ahead, Mark. Uh, well, I must say that this might be taboo to say, but that game reminded me of, of quite a few games that I've watched at then pay you know Paul Brown Stadium, where a certain team near West Virginia would come in and just absolutely rough houses for four quarters and everything. It seemed like they did worked and what we didn't work. And that what yesterday felt like from the very first snap to the very end of the game, we felt like we were in complete control. Like no time during the game was I ever worried uh, in, in a sense. So it, that felt amazing. It's, I couldn't remember the last time we really dominated another good team in such a fashion. Yeah, that was a convincing win by any by by far. And the one thing that I recognized too was, you know, we saw this at the beginning of the Monday night game. You know, when they first came out and, and we scored, I think this was the same game plan they had for Monday, and we just got to see it uh, unfold um, here in Buffalo. But very convincing game. Um, the the weather was t- terrible. Um, it was the first time I've actually went to a game where actually seen them clean off the field you know i've seen it in pictures and that kind of thing but this is the first time i've actually experienced it you know guys out there with shovels and snow blowers uh, uh, blowing off the lines and stuff so with the weather conditions the way we played our defense holding them to 63 yards rushing it was phenomenal so uh, I, I enjoyed it myself and i i was sitting there i had no issues being in the the red and blue all around me and uh, just kind of letting it play out and uh, by the end of the game, we had them ch- chanting who day. So they were right there with us. To to build on what you guys said, you've heard me whine uh, for the last two plus years that I've been a part of the show of. And in this season and last season, that as good as this team is and as special as they are, we haven't seen that 60 minute kick butt effort from all phases of the team. We saw it Sunday. I hope that's not the apex because we need it two more times. I know that's selfish, but we we need it two more times. But uh, and yeah, Tony, I, you were right, uh, Coach Taylor. You guys being up there, you couldn't see in the uh, his post game interview, which they showed uh, live back here. He said he kind of shrugged and he said that was our our game plan from a few weeks ago against them. We watched the first ten minutes of the game, seemed to be working. 
So uh, we just, you know, kept it in. I think maybe they may have added a, a wrinkle or two, but uh, it was the same game plan and man, did it work. I mean, that kudos to that coaching staff, coach Taylor, coach Callahan, coach Amaruno, um, all of them, you know, they just, they, entire organization just took it to Buffalo. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about a couple of, I mean, there's so much stuff to get into here. I don't want, there's so many comments in the section right now. I'm having trouble in, in the comments. I'm having trouble keeping up, but uh, we're going to talk about that offensive line. Let's talk about the game plan, defense, the discipline on defense, the time that Joe Burrow had. I want to talk about Jackson Carmen, all these different things we want to make sure we get to, but guys, I really want to start my first comment about this game with, I didn't download a bunch of pictures here, guys, but guys, I have, I've been to a lot of games over the years, a lot, and um, a lot of regular season games. I don't think I've ever been to a game where I've seen that many Bengal fans in the stadium. And, and I know you guys heard it on TV, and I didn't download enough of these pictures and, and photos to really give you a visual. Um, uh, we were told that they thought approximately 10,000 would be in, a, in the stadium, Bengal fans. Guys, I'm telling you, it was double that, easily double that. Um security guards talking to us like they couldn't be they couldn't believe it did you guys see the comments uh dj reader today with um with k adams did anybody hear that and see that absolutely um i mean when dj reader said we were on the field and i couldn't hear logan wilson making play calls on defense because it was so loud in there and he running off the field said what's going on and somebody said look look in the stadium with all that orange and black behind us and DJ Reader went on for a good minute talking about how important that was to them and the energy that it gave them. Uh, I, I was, I was shocked to see how many Bengal fans were there. I knew there'd be a lot, but uh, Tony, it was freaking awesome. Uh, Mark, you were there as well. Yeah, it was great. It, that's the, you know, I took a few minutes to take it all in. I turned around, look at it, you know, look at the stands and to see all the orange and black and everybody hooting and hollering and saying who day. It was it was awesome, and you can you can tell that the players down on the field could see it and feel it. So I think we did help out there. We gave them some energy, um, explosive uh, energy that they needed to do a good game. And you know, thanks to Houday Nation that traveled. You know, I've, I've said this for uh, the last couple of years. We have been a fan base that has represented and traveled very well here lately. So uh, kudos to us. Yeah, absolutely. I, I tell you, when I pulled up to the, we parked in lot four, which is clear across the parking lot. And as soon as I pulled up, I saw our tailgate. I, it was just a sea of orange and black in, uh, surrounded by a sea of, of blue. But that was amazing. It was almost like a home game. There were so many fans that I normally see <laughs> at our home games. It almost felt like we were in Cincinnati for a second, minus not having the, you know, the beautiful river behind us. <laughs> uh, Tom, I, tell you, I know you had to watch it with family and stuff, but you could hear that stuff on TV, right? Oh, absolutely. I was just about to ask you, I don't know if you've talked to uh, Mama Higgins this week, but, uh, you know, the, the, the first one, when T caught that ball early in the game, right away, you could hear that booming T, and we all looked at each other and smiled. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was very clear you guys were up in force. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that affected the the Bills at all, but uh, it certainly sent a message, and I'm glad it gave, it gave our guys a boost. Yeah, so – Kudos to all the Cincinnati Bengal fans. Whether you traveled or not, you were supporting them, but I was just taken aback, and so was the Bills fans. And I know the Bills players. The, the, our guys heard and seen this on the field. The Bills team saw the exact same damn thing, guys. You made a difference in that game uh, that you really did. I'd love to uh, – I would love for this to continue uh, into Kansas City. But let's talk Let's talk a little X's and O's, guys. Uh, Tom, guys, look, man, 
look, I'm not a negative Nelly man, but I was scared to death of our offensive line, guys. I really was. We had Jackson Carmen, who really hasn't done anything since he's been here, gets a start at left tackle. So I'm going to give kudos to two guys. Frank Pollock, amazing job uh, getting these guys going. And Jackson Carmen, I think it was his birthday, if I'm not mistaken. But, guys, if you watch uh, Baldinger's, Baldinger's breakdown of film on, on this, he was outstanding, Tom. He really did. And for a guy that, you know, went through so much last year, uh, came in this year, uh, you know, they, they've tried to put him in a position to excel, and he's never really grasped it. He's had some injuries. He dealt with COVID. Uh, he dealt not just with being benched, but being deactivated every week since about week three uh, all year long, but stepped in back to his natural position, a position he'd always played through college, left tackle. And guys, I don't know if you could tell from the stadium, but there were holes on that left side of the line for Joe Mixon to run through that have not been there all year. And they were there Sunday. Uh, whether we were playing strong defensive lines or weak defensive lines all year, there were holes there that just simply have not been there. And they were there. Um, you know, he got uh, – I had to step out of the room real quick uh, to to reload with, with some food. And I missed a snap, and that was the snap where Joe got hurt and got up limping slightly himself with his ankle. And uh, that was Jackson Carmen's man who hit him. And Dave Lapham said on the uh, on the broadcast, uh, the radio broadcast, that you know Jackson did not finish off that block. That you know, even though Joe got rid of the ball, he got him hit. But then he quickly said, "But that's been it all day. That's the only thing." Even his false start was kind of a shaky call, but man, he deserved it. He he played like a pro bowler. Uh, it's great to see. I know Frank Pollock said it, it seems like he's done a lot of growing up these last three, four months. So, uh, you know, if the work ethic's there, I think we saw that the talent is there. Um, you know, we're not going to talk about the offseason until it's time to talk about the offseason, but this may be a perfect example of addition by subtraction. You know, we, we've got something we didn't know we had. Yeah, yeah good that, point. I I'll say that I remember there was one distinct play where uh, a couple weeks ago where people were giving him slack because he basically drove a Ravens player into the sideline. And there was a play on Sunday where he literally threw their linebacker to the sideline. And that guy isn't small. He's one of the bigger linebackers in the NFL. And he just essentially launched him on one of the blocks. It was just that that was amazing to watch. It's not very often we can say that, you know, we were a dominant on the O-line. It's been something we've had to hear about for the last couple of years and for them to come out and show that, you know, that level of dominance that, you know, it's one thing to be, Hey, just play. Okay. And Joe will make it. No, they came out there and they controlled the whole game. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's turn them up through this one to you, buddy. So let's, the offensive line did a hell of a job two, two, two-fold here, right? Uh, run blocking. Our run game was unbelievable. We have to keep that going. Tony, Joe Mixon had a game. 
yeah, I, I was kind of concerned about it. You know, I, I've been a, a P Ryan kind of guy and, and Mixon showed up to play and the offensive line, like you said, they were providing him coverage and holes that he could run through. And I mean, he got over a hundred yards rushing. So uh, Mixon came out the ball and he did, he, he did really well. And the, the touch on Carmen, you know, Carmen was plowing snow with these guys and it was amazing to see him do that. I mean, he was taking one, two steps back, you know, full arm extensions, holding them where they needed to hold them. Um, and then Frank was giving him love. I don't know if you guys seen the, the video, you know, Frank was over there praising Carmen on how well he did. And, and then we all got to give him kudos for all that. So uh, Carmen played well, you know, the backups on the other, the right side played well as well. Um, you know, we only saw Burrow on the ground once um, with one sack. So I thought it was a phenomenal job. Sitting up there in the snow, were you guys aware Ted Karras played hurt the whole game? He got hurt early. Did not. We did not until after the game. He, I think some of your text messages, Tom. Yeah, he he gutted it out. Uh, still had a had a tough game. I don't know how this bears up for for Sunday, but he he really gutted it out. And uh, also, I hope I hope somebody we, we've seen a lot of Bengal artists all doing fantastic jobs. I wish some of these guys would let me know where I could buy them. But there's. Um, picture on social media of him on the sideline. I don't know if it's right before the game or, or just when the offense is off, he's got his helmet off and he's almost covered in snow. That was a good one. Uh, I mean, yeah, he, he looks like Grizzly Adam, an angry Grizzly Adams or something, but yeah. We're going to we're we're stay on the offensive side of ball for a little bit because we got a lot of stuff to talk to about the defense on the Bills game as well, including Lou Amarino uh, as well. But guys, uh, Joe Burrow was just comfortable in the pocket. It almost was like a continuation from that Monday night game. Uh, they kept the same game plan, it looked like. But, I mean, he was dropping dimes. He was comfortable in the pocket, uh, moving in the pocket, manipulating that pocket like no other, and just dropping dimes all damn day. Um, and, and, guys, to be honest, 24 to 10 was the final. It really wasn't that close um, at the end of the day, man. But the running game was solid, offensive line. The receivers were awesome, man. I tell you what, man, I was – somehow um, I felt – we were playing our best ball going into the Bills game that Monday night. And that awful situation set us back a little bit. Uh, the next week against Baltimore, we didn't seem like we were clicking very well. Uh, we got a little bit better against them in the playoffs. And now they seem to be back on track and they need to continue this going into uh, the the Kansas City game. But let's flip over to the other side of the ball here, guys. And I'll I tell you what, man. Everybody in the screen, including me, and I know James uh, was on his boat as well, man, how bad they were defensively for those first couple of years. And it really, what DJ Reader was saying today, uh, Lou, uh, the defensive coordinator, basically he got the guys that he wanted for his defense. And in his, the key theme here was all the guys on defense are smart uh, and disciplined. And that's the key. That's Those are the type of players Lou wants. But, Tom, talk about Lou, man, and some of the things he was doing. I, I think the one thing that I thought was very interesting, I can't remember who broke this down on ESPN or NFL Network, he's not specifically trying to rush gaps to get pressure in the gaps. He's containing uh, these quarterbacks that can run. Uh, and, and you could tell, if you look at the film review, where some of these guys would kind of stop the rush a little bit because as soon as they would, would have went in, you know, the quarterback would have went around them and, and had a scrambling uh, ability there. But – it's it's fun watching, man, because I don't think there's like one stud stud guy in his defense. It's a bunch of no name guys working their asses all playing hard. It's 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 an incredible unit, but you can't really talk about one thing that Lou Anarumo did well because he crafted everything to go well, and it did. I mean, he we we had times we had two guys rushing, we had times we had five guys rushing, not a whole.
which I thought was important. Uh, he didn't didn't blitz a ton until the until the very end of the game, but you know just just he pushed every button perfectly. Josh Allen's face was frustrated. That guy was frustrated, especially in the second half. Uh, no matter how much Tony Romo tried to prop him up. Uh, if I hear one more time about how to play the game long enough, Superman was going to show up. I, I was going to throw up. But, uh, yeah, he he was frustrated. The Bills just simply got out-schemed. They got out-coached, and we frustrated their quarterback, and he didn't work. He's a great quarterback. He is an elite quarterback. Uh, he's, he's their Joe Burrow. Uh, I'd rather have Joe Burrow than anybody in the league, but he's their version of Joe Burrow. You know, but he was he was frustrated, and the coach just just he had the right scheme. The guys, you know, and, and I started to think about who stood out on defense. And just like you said, Jimmy, I mean, DJ Reader was incredible. But you know, again, Hendrickson stepped up. More pressure but, this week. Sam hey, Hubbard was still tough. Pratt, all, all of them, all the way back. It, it, let's let's talk about this. There's a lot of comments in here about Cambridge Taylor. Let me tell you something, guys. This guy's a damn rookie who stepped up when when Cheeto went down. And Tom, talk about him, man. He's been lights out. Not only lights out, but very complimentary of of all of you guys that went up there. He said this is this is the place to play. Um, but yeah, he's he's a ball hawk. He's he's hit since he since he got on the field since he healed up from his injury. Uh, he's been a, been a spectacular hitter. But you know, he's also got a nose for the ball. He's been snuffing guys out. You know, he can play man, he can play some zone, uh, and he can come up and support the run. So, I, you know, I think in another year or two, we're going to be looking at another another superstar that uh, we're going to have to figure out how to pay, and that's not always a bad thing. Yep. Well, let's let's talk about one more thing here, guys. Uh, and James, I see James. James, you ready to come on in? I was going to say also right? about, the, about the D-line real quick. That was my biggest worry of the game was Josh Allen breaking containment. You know, you can rush too far up the field and you trying to get the quarterback as a sack, he can just basically cut around you. And I thought the whole defensive line played extremely disciplined to be able to keep their gap integrity and they didn't let him break contain to yeah. scramble. And, and, and you guys saw how frustrated Diggs was. Our defense frustrated the hell out of, out of Diggs. So um, to see that reaction on the sideline between him and Josh Allen, uh, was not uh, was not a good thing for the Buffalo Bills. Hey, James. What's up, gentlemen? You guys are rocking. Keep going. I'm just listening, enjoying the uh, the banter back and forth. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're talking about Cambridge Taylor. Uh, he he. The family's come to a bunch of the tailgates. Uh, the family's also coming to the meet and greet. They came to the meet and greet. Uh, they're coming. They're coming. Uh, look, man, there's a lot of comments in here, but uh, Cam Cambridge Taylor was just uh, uh, he was fun to watch, man, and a rookie. You mentioned him. We, if you remember, we traded up to get him out of uh, Nebraska. But what about the uh, the breakup breakup play that uh, Dax Hill had on the end zone in the uh, on um, Dawson Knox? You know, he didn't. From what I saw from the uh, from the stands, he didn't get many opportunities. But that was a huge play to break up that uh, touchdown by our first round pick there, uh, separating the ball from Dawson, Dawson Knox there, which I think they ended up having to. Uh, kick the field goal there potentially at the start of the third quarter. Right. Yeah. I thought they, I they covered the tight end just as well as, if, you know, Trey Flowers was there again. Next man stepped right up. No problem. 
that's what I'll say with with him out. That was you know my second biggest worry was you know how are we going to be able to cover the tight end and you couldn't even tell. And with the wintering conditions and the slippery conditions that they had out there, everybody thought Buffalo would uh, dominate because they're used to playing in this stuff. But it was the other way around. I, I think we showed them how to really play in the snow. Yep, we did, man. We did. Uh, yes, and you Andrew, saw I did smoke my uh, Perdomo. I did, absolutely. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, guys, hey, we could go on and on about the Bills game. That was exciting as hell. I mean, a lot of interaction there, guys. Thanks, man. Uh, Mike Hilton. We didn't talk about Mike Hilton, man, but man, that guy has balled out all damn year guys uh he's been amazing to watch man and uh, I, I don't even know what to say man mike hilton when you see this guy he's not very tall he doesn't look like much this guy is just a baller he is all over the place he's uh he comes off that corner blitz quicker than anybody in the nfl i don't know that for sure but it seems like it um so, he's a pit bull for sure yeah. you know yeah. it's funny i talked to um as you guys know i was in arizona last week i was talking to an old Old Miss booster. Um, according to him, he was a, a walk-on at Old Miss, just basically grinded his way onto the roster, was playing so well that they had to put him put him in. Um, obviously makes it to the league after being a, a walk-on in, in college, and, and look what he's, he's done. He's a huge part of our defense, but I think he's just kind of had that mold, had that mentality from, from day one, and that's what we see on a day-to-day basis as our uh, slot corner. Yep. Good stuff, man. I mean, I get complete team effort, offense, defense, special teams all across the board, man. And um, which leads before we get into the Kansas City discussion, let's talk about the disrespect still uh, of this team and, and how they're feeding off of this. You guys heard the interview uh, after the game with Joe Burr with the national media uh, on the field and his comment. Uh, what was the comment exactly? Anybody remember? Better send those refunds. Send <laughs> <laughs> those refunds, uh, guys. I I hope more people. And who was the guy, the ex Raven, Eric Waddle, Waddell, uh, Waddle, Waddle, who who said the Bengals had no chance. Uh, the players saw and heard that. If you heard DJ Hill, DJ Reader today with uh, with Kay Adams, uh, hey, keep hating, keep doubting. That's all I got to say. Um, because this team feeds off that. It's it's very evident that they do and then and even, the even with the even with the the hatred that we saw from buffalo even some of the national media um will call out a, a good morning football you know they made some comments too that in order for us to be respected you know we got to keep on winning and uh actually win a super bowl and you know from when Kay adams left to now you know i don't i don't think that narrative is there anymore for them yeah, that, so. that, that, that exact that's a great point the national narrative right what, what the hell has the bills done ever what the hell has the Cowboys done the last 25 years? Nothing. Uh, but those guys, th- those teams can't do anything wrong. So uh, at the end of the day, the only way we shut them up is just keep winning and winning and winning and just make them more, just piss them off more every damn, every time we win. So um, guys, it was awesome. It was a fun time. The snow, the fans, the game, uh, the pregame, the day before the whole weekend. I will tell you, the wings aren't any better than anything we have here in the Cincinnati uh, we, I'll tell you, we probably have some wing places that are way better. Uh, not to say they were bad. Uh, that's where they started, but we perfected the wings. But one thing I will tell you, uh, man, if you ever get up there, man, you got to have the beef on wet, man, because that stuff's delicious. James, I know you had one of those. Tom's mouth's just salivating over uh, the pictures he received. I was, I was promised that somebody was going to bring me one back. I'm still waiting. 
So I would imagine it was eaten somewhere coming south on 71. So thanks, guys, again. We had to eat it before it got bad, Tom. You know, we had to eat it. a long drive home. It got, got, got coolers. Yeah, it was good. It got worked for it. All right, guys, let's get into this weekend. Let's start with Saturday, and then I really want to get into this Kansas City Chiefs game and the national narrative around this and the whole nine yards. But uh, Saturday, uh, James, we – we uh, Talk about this event uh, that, we, that we have planned and what's going on with it. Sure. Um, as everyone knows, we've kind of grown a tradition here of doing an event on, on Saturday night. Our biggest struggle is, is finding a venue that's um, big enough. A lot of uh, fans joined us last year at the casino um, with our friends at uh, Bengal Bids, but um, unfortunately it wasn't big enough. There was a line out the door for hours upon hours, and, and we had to find a bigger venue. We found that this year um, at the Power and Light District, uh, the big party zone, uh, downtown Kansas City. It holds more, not as many as we'd like. Uh, unfortunately, um, this event has already um, sold out, but uh, look forward to seeing all the fans pregame Saturday night. Um, our friends at the Bengal Bids will um, be there with all sorts of cool autograph swag. Uh, you mentioned some of the players' families, former players. There's going to be a mechanical bull inside. Um, people can ride that. 100% of the proceeds from that will go to uh, charity. Tony will talk about that a little bit uh, later, but the bar is ours. We're going to turn every LED light on, uh, orange in there, PBR, uh, whatever the name of it is. And uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun right there in the, in the Power and Light District, PBR Big Sky. So second floor um, right there. Come and, and, and have some fun. Those that have tickets, again, we sincerely apologize. We're just honestly having trouble uh, finding venues that are that are big enough to um, to hold us. Before we go into the party on tailgate party on Sunday, did you already talk about the the ticket and the and the charity at all, Tony or Jimmy? Oh, I got it already. You want to you want to hit on it now? Yep, yep. I see it. Uh, I'll I'll begin, and, and Tony, you can finish. So. We've been fortunate. We've uh, come across four tickets for uh, for the game this weekend. So we're limiting the tickets to 200 purchased, uh, $50 each. Proceeds, we're going to go to the Sam Hubbard Foundation. So for $50, you can literally get two tickets to the AFC Championship. That's like 1954 pricing when Bengal Jim was born. Where else can you get uh, $50 tickets to get into the AFC <laughs> <laughs> He's also a producer, so. <laughs> Where else can you uh, take advantage of that? So we're going to do two winners. So we're going to spin the wheel once. We're going to announce um, one winner. We're going to spin the wheel again. Um, the second winner is going to take two tickets. First winner is going to take two tickets. And you're going to be into the AFC Championship um, for 50 bucks. I think we're, we're well over halfway. Um, we said we're going to do the drawing no later than Thursday night at uh, 10 p.m. If it sells before, we'll draw it before so people can make plans. But that's why we decided to do it uh, Thursday night so people can make their uh, plans to get to Kansas City. If you're fortunate enough to win those tickets, again, 100% of the proceeds go to um, Sam Hubbard Foundation. This is an idea that came about late this morning. I texted uh, Tony and Jimmy and said, hey, here's an idea. Let's do it. Uh, I think Tony had it up and running within uh, and the feedback's been Phenomenal. So, uh, hey, James, just to let everybody know right now, uh, on in the comment section, um, it's the link is in the comment section, or if you can't find it in a comment, it is on our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram pages. So, uh, the link is in the comment section right now. Okay, perfect. 
Perfect. Yep. So that's in there. So there is some limited tickets um, for that. And again, thank you to Tony for um, making that happen so quick. Um, you know, again, we, we had the opportunity with the tickets, so it's going to get in and join us um, Sunday pregame. And I think that's a uh, perfect segue to uh, to talk about the uh, festivities pregame Sunday. While you do that, Jim, I'm pull up a picture from last year. I'm going to try to get it loaded while you're talking. Sure, sure. Uh, those that were there last year, what an event. And uh, we're expecting more of the same this year. Go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, yeah let's talk about it. So, again, every time we go out of town, we don't want multiple tailgates across the parking lots around the stadium. We want all Bengal fans to be together as one family, and and we're doing it again. Us, Bengal Gents Before the War Tailgate Experience and the Bengal Trailer are partnering again. We're going to have a 1,000 conies up there. We're going to have uh, all kinds of food and beer and drink and great DJ, uh, all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, this is a map right here. If you see this, what's funny, we didn't work with the, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. We worked with the Kansas City Royals to get this spot right here. So you can see where the logo is for us and a trailer together. We've got that that grassy area between that uh, that street and the expressway there, and it is plenty of room, uh, easily fit five, six, seven thousand people there if we need to. I think we had maybe three or four thousand people there last year, so there is no. I'm getting a ton of questions about buying tickets to the tailgate. Let's be clear, only t the only time we've ever charged for a tailgate was down in Tampa because we had very limited space. This is free. Just show up. We do ask, please, that you donate and help us offset our expenses. Uh, we got two traveling caravans of all kinds of tailgate stuff coming up uh, that we're bringing up. The trailer's bringing up. Big Burrow's coming up. Um, if you can see in that picture right there, middle left, you see Burrow in the background next to the Kansas City Royal Stadium. But I'll tell you what, it was one of the most fun tailgates ever. And again, Bengal fans showed out last year uh, for that. But Get up there. We're going to have a couple fire pits going with firewood. Uh, just dress appropriately, guys. It's going to be cold, but we're going to have fire pits. Dress appropriately. We're going to have one hell of a day, uh, one hell of a fun time there as well. I think uh, we talked to Greg. Uh, I think you guys came on air. I was seeing the text come through uh, about 8 o'clock. I think we're going to have pounds and pounds of uh, Kansas City barbecue. Um, their pregame, there'll be the, the drinks, cigars, as Jimmy said, the Fire pits to uh, keep warm, and I see Kick Lee in the comments. Uh, Kick, our buddy from Cincinnati Music Accelerator, will uh, be there. You say whatever, the traveling vans. I call it a, a traveling circus that will uh, will be in town, and, and thanks to Kick, we're going to uh, have that there. So uh, he'll be the one responsible for making sure Big Borough makes it safe to, uh, to Kansas City, and it, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're very fortunate that the Royals uh, give us that spot there in the outfield. Thank you to the to the trailer for um, making that happen logistically and uh, come one, come all, bring your own beer, bring your own soda, bring your own food, uh, come and have some, um, come and have some fun. There's a question there. Uh, what time do the lots open? Unlike um, what we see in Cincinnati, I think what, what happens in Kansas city, so many people get there early. It flows out into the street, which flows out into the interstate and by safety and, and uh, logistics, end up opening the gates early. So I think it's typically an hour before um, the gates are, are listed to open. They do just because there's so many people. Uh, Kansas City fans are, are pretty rabid as well. And uh, they let everybody in, set up shop, and um, have some fun. So, again, if you were there last year, it was a blast. And we expect uh, round two this year with uh, Bengals fans from, from across the country. I know you've been getting DMs on Twitter. I've been getting the DMs on 
on Facebook, uh, people from all over coming in and uh, I expect a, a lot of fun on um, Sunday as uh, we get all warmed up for the uh, second AFC championship in a row in Kansas City. Yeah, but let's get to the game here in a second. But uh, Craig, uh, Cincy Beer Fest, Craig is it's coming. Kind of sold 700 tickets in, in 18 hours. To be honest, we posted that really late last night, and we went to bed and woke up. The thing sold out. I mean, it was sold out. So the mayor uh, has called me. Literally, the mayor Aftaf from Cincinnati calls, and he wanted to know where the tailgate was and where the event was Saturday night. He's going to be at both. Uh, so uh, not only former players, current players, families, the mayor is going to be there. Just keep an eye because there's going to be more and more na- big names pop up uh, that are going to be at the event Saturday night and then the tailgate as well. So it's going to be an absolute blast. Jimmy, so guys, um, let's, I'm sorry, ahead. before we before we trans uh, transition to the AFC Championship talk for Sunday, if you could go back to the full screen uh, with James, James was not on when we started the show and, and were asked. I was asked to give an update as to uh, James, where you and Jamie were now. James, of course, is aware that uh, after you guys all hit dinner Sunday night after the game, that Jamie crept off into the night and uh, was at a particular bar by the airport, uh, kept it open very late with some Bengals fans. Hold on. James safely delivered Jamie with sleeves on yes. back to his hotel. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And then he, he crept off into the night. Yes. Um, met up with some Bengal fans. Kept the, they kept the bar open very late from them. There was an incident with a, um, I don't know if it was a, a stuffed buffalo, a statue of a life-size buffalo. We, we don't need to get into the particulars of it, but there were some pictures taken of it. I was on the phone with him. James knows this. Monday is Jamie was trying to quickly get back across international lines and get back into Canada where he told me, I'm being detained and pulled off. I'll call you later. It's the last I've heard from him. We understand he's somewhere in a New York, Western New York prison. Uh, you have the connections up there. You're from there. You know everybody there. It's clear right now. It looks like you're in a holding cell yourself there. Have you talked to them? Have you set bail? And does Tony need to start another charity to raise enough bail money so we can get our boy out? He's Talk a to sacrificial lamb that we've offered to win the AFC championship on, uh, on Sunday. We'll, we'll let him out in time he, to uh, head to the desert until then he's paying his dues. He, he can't he, even he, watch he the game then Sunday. No, we, we've got that arranged for him. He'll be okay. Yeah. Augie's asking to violate the stuff Buffalo. We, we have no comment. There, there are pictures. Just is leave it at that. We're not going to incriminate our own. Oh, oops. It's it's still a pending case. So but, we cannot neither confirm you know, nor deny. You know, the no, problem no. is I can be called as a witness because of what he admitted to me on the phone. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just so, uh, well, James, we appreciate your efforts and head home to Indianapolis. I'm sure Cameron and Lori miss you. And, uh, you know, but okay, thanks. Uh, he's, he's, yeah, he had to go to, you know, here was the other problem. He had to go to Target because apparently Target in the States have stuff that Targets don't have in Canada. Oh, yeah. He told me. I know, like Fruit Loops, <laughs> like crazy stuff. It's, so he had to make sure he went to Target. Can you bring that over the border? Well, he smuggles it, smuggles it in his fuel tank. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Uh, Poor Jamie. Oh, Jennifer brings up Moose Headed Quarters. You want to talk about those again? 
<laughs> oh, Moose headquarters. I'm sorry, James. Moose headquarters. Yeah, I don't even remember. I remember that to talk a couple weeks ago, but that was pretty cool. Yeah, see what happens when Jamie comes to a game. No, Jamie did not really go to jail. Yes, well, he didn't go to jail. He's in prison. Federal. There's a big difference. James James has been up there trying to get him out. Should we talk about how Mark almost went to jail Sunday during the game? Hey, hey, hold on. Hey, James, hold on. This is a great. Okay, sorry, guys. We'll get to the Kansas City game in a minute. So, Mark, bougie Mark, had club seats. And I wasn't in the snow with you peasants. I was under a nice warm heater. Bougie Mark didn't understand how you were supposed to act in the club seats. And he's up there. Everybody's sitting down. He's up jumping, hollering and yelling. And everybody's telling him to sit down. Please had to come down, escort him out. Then they let him back in. So, Mark, when you go to the club seats, man, you got to act bougie, man. Come on. Yes. First of all, I did not get arrested. I left on I my own accord. Used the restroom. The cops did not escort me out. That we, is not true. We even <laughs> they did talk to me, though. Poor John Stanger was next to you the whole time. Trying to keep you in line. All I'm getting is text. It's like he did a great job. Do you have bail money? Because we may need to bail him out. I was just being a good fan. I he said that. you signaled the longest first down for like 45 seconds after every every first down. And there was 30 of them. So let me tell you, I did that quite a <laughs> lot. <laughs> I almost got tired of standing up. We got so many first downs. <laughs> we were collecting money down in our section for bail money for you. I appreciate yeah. that. All right, all right, all right. Let's let's let, let's move on. Damn, our our degenerate uh, crew here, Jamie and Mark, and you know, James having to bail everybody out, and Tony yeah. sitting there as our bodyguard. I don't even know what the hell's going on anymore, man. Shit. Do uh, better job. And, yeah. <laughs> hey, Tony. Hey, Tony was sitting like two sections over from us, and there was not an altercation, but there were some serious words being exchanged. I remember him looking at me. I was like. I don't know how quickly I can get over and help Tony, but uh, Tony and his professional, you know, ways uh, was able to de-escalate that situation there uh, with a few Buffalo fans trying to give him, him and his wife some problems. So let me just say professional. The the professional thing is I'm a big dude dressed up as a freaking tiger dealing with a drunk guy and he didn't want anything to do with it. So he, uh, he decided <laughs> to back off and settle down. So it was all good. But yeah. There was a little altercation, and the one thing I said to Jimmy when I uh, met up with him, I said, "Hey, man, how long would it take you to get over to my section if I if things wouldn't went right?" So, uh, but yeah, it was overall it was it was a good experience, but there was a little altercation. That, now, uh, I, let me let me correct Tony or something. They looked at Carrie. They were scared of Carrie, not Tony. They, <laughs> Carrie, Carrie would have kicked their ass. I'm just saying. Nah, it was nothing. It was nothing too serious. I'm just messing with you guys on that. So here's another uh, thing: our Canadian friend apparently doesn't know how to use a map. Because we told them meet back at the Bengal trailer because we were nice. We were his personal Uber to get out of there. And <laughs> this is the directions. Couldn't figure it out. I send a location. Couldn't figure it out. Finally, I, I some fan had to escort him back to where we were pregame at the trailer so we could safely escort him home. So we need to start a GoFundMe for Jamie and a, a either um, – Compass lessons or how to use a map or, or something like that. Because Let's just get him out. He's first. challenged in that department as well. Let's anyway. just get him out. It was in feet. Oh, that's funny that's shit. Put through them off. The conversion. Too far. All right. All right. Let's get to the guys. I'm sorry. sorry. We get distracted easily. We have this itinerary we spend hours and weeks, weeks and days on, and we're not even sticking to it. We're just 
be true. Let's talk. Let's talk about the game, guys. Uh, we got about 10, 15 more minutes left. Let's talk about the Kansas City game, guys. We talked about the Saturday night event, the tailgate Sunday. Guys, I I'm telling you, man, let let's talk about first of all, what have we heard? Any updates on Patrick Mahomes? Um, you know, because the, the the national media right now, that's all they talk about anyhow, is Patrick Mahomes. But a uh, high ankle sprain, this guy's gonna play, guys. He's absolutely gonna play. Let's see. I don't know if he's gonna be hundred percent. Yeah, last I heard, Chris Collinsworth was rubbing down his ankle uh, and, and icing it. So I would I would look for him to to play. And I actually I don't think it matters. He'll be a hundred percent. And he is he is somebody. We're going to root against him, but he is somebody to be respected. And he's an incredible talent, um, very special. It'll be our second one in a row we played like that. And uh, you know I don't I don't think there's any concern there. Prepare to him to for him to play at a hundred percent between the adrenaline and the treatment and everything else, he'll be a hundred percent Sunday. The media is going to play this up too. They're going to, yeah, he's going to play, but as soon as we kick their ass, they're going to use that as an excuse of why we won. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. They got the built-in excuse ready to go, Tony. I agree with you. So as we did, when we were talking about the bills game, guys, you had hundreds of messages in here, comments and, same thing for this Chiefs games. Give us your thoughts. We're gonna, James and I are both here to kind of pull some questions and comments up. Pull them up. But you you drive the conversation, guys. As you guys are typing in stuff in the chat area, uh, let's let's just talk about the keys to the game, Tom. I'll give you the what, what's the key what's the key to the game here for the Bengals to get this dub this weekend. Same thing. It has been since September. Keep Joe Burrow upright and safe. You know, win the turnover battle. Don't turn over the ball and tackle well on defense. And I, I think they do come away with, with the win. Uh, we just saw what we've been waiting for, a full 60-minute performance in all three phases of the game. And let's not forget Drew Chrisman and, and Money Max performance on Sunday either. But they were both incredible. But, um, you know, the same keys that we have we have every week. And, and I think they come away with the W. Man, let's get I going here. Me, That's... The main thing is not get behind. Uh in the last games we got behind, I think with the injury to Mahomes, they could lean on the run game a lot more than they maybe normally would. So I think getting down 14, getting down seven, you know, what well, we were down 18 points <laughs> in the first couple games. And then we were up early and then we actually went down to them by seven, I believe in the home game this year. So I think getting out to an early lead similar to Buffalo and forcing them to be one dimensional, which is, something they may want to do anyway. But if we can just force them into throwing situations with him on that bum ankle, I think that would be massive for us. Yeah. I mean, could, yeah go into this. Oh, go ahead, James. I'm sorry. Yeah, brings up a good point. We all know Travis Kelsey. We'll touch on that. But um, probably in the last, what, three games, going back to Baltimore and Buffalo, Chris Jones is the biggest presence in line and inside the defensive line that we've seen the, the past three games. He's uh, had a hell of a season, a hell of a um, – Tackle coming up the middle, so neutralizing him as as uh, our buddy from New York says is going to be going to be important. You know that O line is going to have to have another good game and um, big uh, big number. What is it, seventy four there? Um, the kid we got from Cordell um, Volson uh, on, on the other side, Sharping. Sharping. Oh, Sharp. Yeah, Sharping's going to uh, going to have to um, step up because I think he's going to he can be a disruptor. So uh, hopefully that's uh, that's not the case. And then our old long-lost friend, Carlos Dunlop, which plays um, to his left um, right there as well. So um, on the defensive side, I think those are the 
you know, mainly Jones is the player we're going to have to uh, contain to be successful. So let, let's talk about this, guys. I think this is this is a great point. Uh, you know, Michael brings up um, Jonah Williams back. Do we do we put him in or we keep Carmen there at left tackle, uh, guys? I mean, that, that's dude. I know it was a small sample size of Carmen, but Jonah wasn't killing it when he was in there, Tom. No, he's really struggled this year, and he he and the Bengals have a little bit of a handshake agreement that they couldn't come to a, an agreement before the season, and he wanted to play a full season healthy and show show the Bengals what he could do, and he struggled this year. Uh, he he really has not impressed. He's had a he's had a few really good games, but he is he's overall not impressed. And uh, James, you missed it. Um, you weren't on yet when I said. Boy, with Jackson Carmen and what we've seen the last couple of games, this may be a, a situation of addition by subtraction. Uh, there were holes. You can see it more so on TV. There were holes opening up for the running game that have not been there all year on the left-hand side of the line. Uh, Jackson Carmen played one heck of a game. And, you know, I, I don't think they'll be pressing him into service. I think they'll, they'll want him dressed in case there's a problem. But uh, I would think Jackson Carmen's our, our left tackle next week. And, and on that, something in addition with uh, Sharping and Carmen playing, that additional jumbo lineman and, and Hakeem at right tackle, we can't forget him. He had a great game, a solid game. Um, Dante Smith played some on Sunday as that extra lineman when we'd go to the jumbo package and did a really nice job as well. James. Yeah. For what Carmen's done, I mean, I think we talked about it, uh, maybe not on the show, but uh, between us, Carmen wasn't street clubs. I mean, I don't know what the exact number is of how many times he was inactive this year. So I don't know, um, Tom, I think you and I talked about this and, and you said, you know, that might have lit a fire and said, man, you know, I might not be in the NFL if, if, if that stays the course. So what he did coming in and, and um, solidifying that left tackle is natural position. Let's let's not forget, he protected um, Joe Gert, as I like to call him. What's his name? Trevor Lawrence there at uh, Clemson as they won a, a national championship. <laughs> won a national championship. And, um, you know, he's back to his natural position. There's probably something to say about that's where he's most comfortable. Let's be honest, his rookie year, he was all over the line filling in for, for where we needed him. And, you know, as a lot of the, the people have said in the chat, you know, he deserves to stay. You know, if we need Jonah down the road, fine. But um, right now we're going to uh, ride that hot hand. And, um, you know, he deserves to uh, to keep playing. Hey, this is the first time. I want to let you know there's a couple of being very respectful. There's a Kansas City fan in our chat area. Um I don't know if we've ever had this before, but uh, yeah, the Joe Dirt comment, uh, James, uh, seemed to go over pretty well in the uh, in the chat area here. So I think well, I saw a 49ers fan earlier in here too. Yeah. So, so James this calls is, him Joe Dirt. Tony calls him Sunshine. So <laughs> I like Sunshine. I like Sunshine. It does remind me of Sunshine. So I don't know. Let's let's keep going on the game, guys. There's so many comments in here. Um, <laughs> uh. Not sure what ABC means there, but uh, Boo, uh, some of these other ones. Uh, there's so much stuff going on in the chat area, James. I can't even keep up with it right now. But um, I, I, I mean, Tom, take us another direction during the game. What, what, 
what do you want to talk about during the game? Well, There's a lot. Let's, of let's, let's be, be cautious. As, as great as the Bengals played sat, uh, Sunday and as great as they're going to need to play this coming Sunday, Kansas City's defensive line is much better than Buffalo's defensive line. They can get to the quarterback. Uh, as James mentioned, you know, Chris Jones being problem number one. Uh, they're back into the defense. There are no rookies at this part of the year, in my opinion, but they are a little young in the defensive backfield. So it's going to be such a key to give Joe time. And consequently, they still have talent at those wide receiver positions. They have guys that know how to catch the ball and are tough. Um, our younger and and defensive backfield is going to have to step up there. And, and man, our, our defensive line is going to have to find a way to make Mahomes uncomfortable. Um, you know, we'll see how he is. I think he'll be 100%. Like I said, Collinsworth rubbing that ankle nonstop, icing it, heat, ice, heat, ice. But, uh, no, it's, it's, it's going to be an absolute struggle. It's going to be a grind uh, Sunday. It should be a heck of a game. You know, in looking at the, the point spread, I think Sunday, immediately after the game, Kansas City was a minus one um, favorite. I think they went up to like a point and a half, down to a, a point and a half. And now, according to ESPN, I was just looking here, we're, uh, we're minus one and a half. So we've seen quite a big um, – swing there in the um on the um the betting line so i don't know if you know vegas knows something we don't if all the money's coming on the Bengals, um maybe you know like we talked about earlier that mahomes injury is is worse than what they're leading on to i'm sure they shot him up well there um on uh, saturday to get him back in the in the game high ankle sprains aren't aren't fun again if we win that's the excuse if if uh he wins with it. He's the Messiah. So it's a, it's a win-win situation for them. You know, we, again, as the media, non-darlings, we can't do any rights. And um, I just thought that was pretty interesting about that. That uh, point, on two and a half points uh, since the opening. Yeah. You know, it's funny. There's there's a boatload of comments in about Travis Kelsey. I think you can't stop it. You can only contain that guy. Uh, now, remember, he has a little chip on his shoulder, too. If you remember the Pratt uh, pulling the ball. Uh, out of him fumbling really cost them that game, a uh, big piece of that game. So I know he's on a mission to to kind of uh, redeem himself this game. So I don't think Travis can be stopped. We just got to contain him and not let him just go off on us. So uh, there's a lot of comments on here, guys. Look, I don't like looking ahead, but you guys are having fun in the comment section here. Uh, we'll keep talking about this Kansas City game, but tell us um, who we want to play in the Super Bowl. Let's yeah. talk about it. There's a lot of comments on that right now. Sunday's all that matters. Don't yeah. look. Don't look ahead. Sunday is all that matters. Let them have fun. Let them. Let them have fun. Well, well looking at uh, you know Travis Kelsey, the main thing and one thing the Bengals do a great job of is tackling after the catch, and that's going to be massive because they also have a guy named Kadarius Tony who can make two guys miss and turn a five-yard gain into a twenty-five-yard gain. So they're a little different, and then also their secondary is young, but they are they're a lot faster than they were. So. With a little bit more experience, I think that'll be a little tougher. But I, I still think we'll come out ahead. But it, it won't be an easy game. Yeah. Yeah, you, you did see the excuse. I know it was kind of not real. But the reason the Bengals won, because we wore white jerseys in a snowstorm. So that was <laughs> yeah. hilarious. You know what? And uh, they announced, I don't know if you guys talked about this, they're wearing the same uniform combination this week yep. in Kansas City. And 8-1 and one in that um, 
in that uh, uniform combination. So. And, and one more other thing was funny. And again, the Chiefs fans here having some fun going back and forth with some folks here. But uh, let, let's, you know, it is funny to see Chiefs complaining about the referees in the Super Bowl yes. that that have been assigned to the Super Bowl. Like, here we are getting looked past again. Uh, national media and, and uh, all the Chiefs fans are already looking at looking past us. That's okay. Let's let's keep playing. Uh, they can keep hating on us. That's that's we've been playing well in that role all year. And you know, with all the hate, all the hate, and all the narrative that the social media and uh, the the national media gives us, I think it just uh, it just builds us up and makes us. Uh, uh, want to play even harder. So I keep it coming. I think it uh, it uh, helps our guys uh, have a reason to, to go out there and do what they do. Yeah, I'm with you. And if I had to I'm pick, I'd pick the 49ers. The Eagles with their quarterback and that defensive line seem like a more daunting task, in my opinion. Not saying that the 49ers are pushovers, but the four, I, 49ers are tough. So. I'd rather have Brock Purdy than Jalen. All right, we we got we got it we got to go here. We got to well, let's hit this two minute warning. Two minute warning. So our buddy Chuck, one fifty eight, row six, man. He's he's like that every. He's been like that every game for twenty years, man. He's a mess. But uh, Tony Tony's been hanging with him the last couple of years. He's starting he's starting to understand that what I've been dealing with for so long in section one fifty eight. The crazy uh, people from Toledo, so. Guys, uh, th- that was fun, fun, fun stuff to talk about today. We had so much good stuff to get into. Uh, Tom, let's go ahead and go around the horn here, man. You can go and kick us off if you want. Incredible effort Sunday in Buffalo. Uh, you know, I've been begging for that 60 minute of near perfect football, and basically we got it. We're going to need the same thing Sunday. I look for Mahomes to be healthy. I, I don't think that's a factor. Um, I think, the, as James alluded to, the line. Uh, Bengals, a point underdog, two and a half point underdog. Uh, some have us now a, a point favorite. All that tells me is that you can text from prison and Jamie's been able to place a bet. Um, I think that um, it's going to be a great game. I'm thrilled you guys are going and do what you did last week. Bring us back a win. Bougie? Yep. All right. <laughs> I feel like I say this every week, but I mean, these are the games as fans that I've been wanting to just be a part of just even going to Buffalo. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, it was snowing and I mean, I'm always confident in my team. Jim will tell you that, but I was not expecting what happened to happen. I mean, that was a complete domination. Um, So, I mean, it was just great to be a part of, and I wish I could go to KC. I doubt I'll make it out there, but you guys hold it down and, I'm just excited. Two championship games in a row, two chances to go to the Super Bowl. This is the stuff that we literally dreamed about three, four years ago. And I'm just glad that everything that the that the whole organization, Bengals organization done has come together. So after so many years of being just crapped on, it's just amazing to see everything come. And I'm and I'm really happy for them. And I'm happy for us as as fans who have to deal with it. Yeah. I'm with you. And you saw the Chiefs fan in there, man. He's, you know, this is great. This is good stuff, man. Tony, even in the game's rigged for us. You know how long I've wanted the NFL to rig games for us? I've waited my whole life for this. <laughs> Rain, sleet, snow, cold temperatures, hate. It doesn't matter. Joe Berg going to take us to the house, and uh, uh, we'll be in Arizona sooner than later. Um, and uh, just want to give a shout-out. You guys are awesome on the charity front. We're at 122 k So we've officially doubled – 
what we did last year. So uh, thanks to you guys, and we'll keep it going as long as you guys keep uh, keep uh, helping us uh, reach our goals and uh, do that charity work. So that's all I have, James. All right, uh, logistics. Let's go uh, Saturday. We mentioned the party on Saturday night in the Power and Light District, um, PBR Bar. If you have your tickets, join us. Uh, five to nine, friends from Bengal Bids, ex-players, players, families, um, be there. If you can't make it in, um, again, we're trying to work more, but we're just limited by the fire marshal and capacity. There are a lot of other bars um, in that area to come hang out with. And then at nine o'clock, if capacity allows, um, that bar will be open to the public. So come on down and, and hang out Sunday. Our tag team um, tailgate partners, the bank guys at uh, Bengal Trailer, Rick, Greg, Tony, uh, same spot as last year, right there in the outfield of Kaufman Stadium. Come hang out with us and uh, have some fun. Again, you can bring your own food. You can bring your own drink. You can whatever you want to do um, under the uh, Missouri state law. Um, you can do it there. Come have uh, come have fun with us. Uh, Craig will have cigars. Our buddy Kick from CMA will be there. Um, music, uh, Big Burrow will have a lot of fun. I'm going to post this. Uh, link for the raffle for tickets again in the chat so if you don't have tickets yet fifty dollars get you in again we're going to have two winners um each person's going to take home um two sets of tickets that will get you into the afc championship game on sunday 100 of those proceeds do go to charity so uh get in there as soon as that's filled or thursday at 10 p.m we're going to announce those winners so you can make your travel plans um to kc Hey, hey, real quick, James, uh, on that, there's 134 tickets sold, um, so we're almost at our 200. Sweet. I just got a text from Josh Snead from Cincy Shirts. Just bought one and retweeted, so, you know, great job. Um, we're trying to reach $9,400 raised for um, our buddy um, Sam Hubbard, so um, that's because of the generosity of you. So let's keep it going, whether you're watching at home, whether you're watching at Arrowhead or wherever you're with uh, your favorite watering hole, cheer loud and um, – Let's get the W. Jimmy? Yeah, guys, I don't even know where to start, man. Great, great time tonight. Thanks for being so interactive. James and I did the best we could to get as much uh, comments and your questions on here and, and hope you enjoyed tonight, guys. Um, I, I just want to say one thing. First of all, I, I just, I'll leave the charity stuff to Tony, what we've hit on. It's been amazing what you guys have done. But um, the thing I keep thinking about over and over again is it, it has been – I don't know how to say this. I don't want to – Fans that have been are a little older, like Tom, not me, uh, let's say Tom and myself, um, to go through what we went through for that decade of the 90s and, and even some of the stuff we've dealt with, you know, the fans that the younger fans that didn't get to experience that. I know you're enjoying it. I'm, I'm so happy that everybody gets to experience this. Uh, a lot of us for the first time, the younger fans, but it is so much sweeter for me. I, for me, it feels like just because. Man, if you were here during the 90s and you're still here as a fan, this is more sweeter than anything you'd ever imagine. And, and, and to see this city come together yet again, it is all over. I go up and down the expressway. There's billboards. Every restaurant you go into, there's some sort of Bengal item. Every bakery you go into, there's orange and black donuts. Uh, every business you go into, their employees are wearing orange and black every day. Um it doesn't matter where you're at in a city. This city is on fire. Like maybe I've never seen it before. And uh, it is fun to watch uh, this community come together, not just here in Cincinnati,
but across the country and internationally uh, come together. And and the, the great thing about it, guys, it keeps building and it keeps building and growing and growing. And uh, no matter where you're watching this game at, if you're in Kansas City, be as loud as you can. Uh, and if you're watching from the house, yell to at the top of your lungs as loud as you can. Have fun no matter where you're at watching it with friends and family. Uh, we hope to be on here next Tuesday talking about uh, Super Bowl plans. So uh, let's let's get the thing rolling here, guys. Let's stay as positive as we can. And let's let's cheer our guys on to victory this this uh, Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. Hootay, everybody. We love you. We'll see you next. We'll see you next Hootay. week. Hootay. Hootay.